This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. You know why? Thug them, hug them, love them, leave them, but I don't trust or need them. Take them out the hood. Keep looking good. Mike was, I mean, Keith was, Keith was tore up that that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Was he not? I mean, that was like tore up. Yeah. He was tore up. but it was funny though. Mm-hmm. So, so then that's when uh, Mike started sending me the the older episodes. Oh, like yeah. Two fifty one and one twenty one. <laughs> yeah. Man, Ronnie. Yeah. I was at work. I probably should have been fired because <laughs> I was laughing so hard uh, at the job. Yeah. Man. He said that he would roller skate, and then Daryl Mike was egging his ass on. And he said he would he would squat down and kick his leg out when he would roller skate. But when when a couple skate came on, he would reach in his pocket and get his quarters to go pay burger time. Come on, Ronnie. Come on. Oh man, Ronnie, I was weak. I was weak. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> so anyway so 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 this is like the the prelude to uh, c2e2 right yeah you want to do an intro to this one or you just want to fly into it well let's do the what's the name of the into Int- oh damn it i had too many beers <laughs> um the intro <laughs> is so what do we call open it? Bar, is this right? Open bar, open Ner- bar. Nerdy Legion open bar. Nerdy Legion open bar with Ronnie and Dewan. Yeah. Yeah. Safe yeah. place. We can talk to how everyone talk. Yeah. We talk about whatever. But I figure we, tonight we'd pump on to C two E two because we're what a little under two weeks. Man, are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I can't wait, man, because, like, I'm the virgin, so, like, I'm just going to walk into it like, uh, uh, what do I do? What do I do? That's what I was going to ask you. It's like, because for me, you know, I've been to a couple cons, you know, at least once, one a year I try, maybe two. But, like, this con, I think, for me, I'm more excited about hanging out with all y'all than actually, like, hitting up something, you know what I'm saying? Or getting a commission or... You know, whatever. It's funny you said that because I told my wife that tonight. I said, I'm kind of looking forward to y'all getting kicked out of C2E2. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to, <laughs> go to the after-hour spot and hang out. So, because I'm thinking about, like, what am I going to do in the con? Like, I, okay, I know what I want to I know what I want to get. I know probably what I want to dig through the long boxes for. and Right. And, and sketches and this this but i'm so excited to meet y'all yeah. I, I want the kind of the fraternity brother yeah experience of that's what, who's snoring tonight yeah. who kick, who's getting kicked out and yeah. who forgot their bar tab that's what <laughs> oh, i'm looking damn. forward to because <laughs> yeah. it'll be like because getting kicked out you mean like me and martin harassing rob Liefeld, right is that what you refer to? That's what to? I said. That's what I said today, right? Yeah. On Slack. I mean, just get, just let me know when you're about to kick, get, get kicked out, and I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna say I got two seats ready at the bar. Yeah. Drinks already ordered. Right, Russ. 
are you are you white wrestling this year? Uh, um, no, nope, no. Oh, okay, no, that was last year. <laughs> yeah, that was last year on accident. So it might happen again. I'm not saying it won't. <laughs> you know the rule: never say never. But never to say never, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we might start off you... on some beer and then go to like Red Bull and vodka or something like that. But. Hmm. Well, at least you'll have a seat. I'll at least have a seat <laughs> for everybody, and I will try to have plugins because I can see getting kicked out from Rob Liefeld <laughs> to the bar is an instant podcast right yeah, there. That's, that's an instant recording. Yep, and we're gonna do yeah. that anyways. Well, I mean, we gotta have like open bar though. We have to yeah. do our own thing. Yeah, yeah, we gotta this have is... open bar at a bar. Open bar at a bar at C two E two, my favorite city. We got to do it. Yeah, I'm talking, and I don't even know what I'm gonna wear, dude. Not <laughs> that you have to wear anything. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm confused because I have fraternity brothers there that I want to see, and I'm like, they need to be there, and yeah. they talk a lot of trash, a lot of trash. Well, they fit right in then. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So it's gonna be like. Podcasting in the bathroom, mm. all over. Right. See, you you might be podcasting in a hotel room. You might be podcasting in a bar. You might be podcasting in the hallway of a hotel room. You never know. I just I gotta explain to my wife somehow. <laughs> if I podcast in a weird place, she's gonna automatically say, "Why were you there?" I'm like, babe, it's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ronnie and, and Mark got kicked out, and then. Remember Too your right. mom's birthday? Yeah, my wife's <laughs> birthday, and I forgot. <laughs> no, no, the first time, our inaugural open bar, you were doing that out of the bathroom, remember? So when you talk yeah. to her, you'd be like, remember? Oh, well, you don't remember that much, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. So to give everybody a, a update, tonight is my wife's birthday, my lovely wife, Sophia. She is 21-something, plus something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a baseball game today. And uh, me and my uh, brothers in the Collecting Valiant podcast were supposed to podcast tonight. And uh, my wife let me know in her own certain ways that uh, that wasn't going to happen tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So I did the right thing and took her out <laughs> for a nice, lovely dinner. And then my man, Ronnie, came through yeah. late at night and said, let's do open bar. Yeah. So this is open bar episode two. That's right. Without the bathroom, right? <laughs> That's right. And there I'm, you go. And Dan. I'm drinking Jack and Coke in my little Batman cup here. I don't know if you can see really? it. Really? Yeah. Uh, how do I find it? Let me move my stuff around here uh damn it i don't know you might the tech be too guy. dark no I, I just i'm looking at myself like i'm a narcissist <laughs> on here <laughs> well i can't even see you you can't see me huh uh damn it i done lost everything oh, there on the go. ipad oh i'm you too dark me? i don't know how to do it i'm on the main menu oh it's all right oh we gotta edit this out by we, you mean me. 
pretty much. Paul. <laughs> I'll support you though. I'll give you like emotional support. We'll just that. we'll just send it to Sparkman there. The producer extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You can't see me because uh, I gotta turn on the light. Hang on. Turn on the light. So I, I hit on your dog figure. You got like a ah. Oh, I kind of yeah. You're dark. There you go. I see blinds. Ah, <laughs> now you can see, right? Cheers, my brother. There we are. See the battle. Uh, to the man. Oh, there you go. Watch <laughs> <laughs> what it if is. If you spit, if you spit poetry, <laughs> like he, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I can't just, do that. <laughs> I don't even know what he did. That stuff was so funny. Burger time and Keith and skating and classic. Yeah. Mm. That's a, okay. Go, go ahead. ahead. No. Sorry. No. So what's so e, so C2E2, right? Yep. All right. So we're like kids in the candy store about what, two weeks away? Yep, I think so. I was getting ready to look that up. I think it's about two weeks. Okay. Let's see. So what's on your hit list? Play a player. <laughs> Look, I have no idea. I'm just showing up. You just showing up. Be honest up. with you. I y'all got to tell me what to do. I'm gonna bring a bunch of sketch covers of a bunch of books that I got collected. Right. I don't. I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> I'm gonna so, just show up, and y'all gotta leave me. Y'all gotta leave me. And if I'm bored, I'm gonna go to the bar and wait for y'all. Well, you just gotta say, hey, uh, we're going to the bar. I know, but I gotta I gotta wait for y'all to fuck up. You talking about y'all talking about pissing people off and getting kicked out? Cause I gotta I gotta have my bail money together. I got my fraternity brothers there, so we can give you a ride from jail to the bar. And a couple of them are lawyers, so we can get oh, you. Oh damn! Uh, we can kind of. Uh, yeah. That's not a green light to be an asshole. Oh, oh no! 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 no. <laughs> 15 hour or 15 days and 11 hours it says so a little over two weeks so who are we seeing let's so who's the main you know value is gonna be there so we gotta go to the panels but we're gonna skip to one panel right? yeah we're gonna skip that one right okay because we gotta go to the bar and we had the bar locked down right yep because justin got justin, justin has got, five tickets you got tickets and i got five and then adam bought his and martin's i think or him and martin got tickets so yeah we're good we're covered everywhere so as long as we show up we're good yep and now the reason for the listener for the listeners Mm -hmm. we're not Mm -hmm. just skipping a valiant panel just to go to the bar maybe well i mean there's a reason why ah i got you i got you you. right because yeah because the exo beers is going to be there and the bar is actually like five miles away. Mm-hmm. And the doors open at seven. The panels from mm-hmm. five thirty to six thirty. So we can't go five miles in Uber. We're not making that. So because and two from a collective value standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. There's seventy five. It's not books, right? It's flat. Flats. Yeah, the flat seventy five. 75 flats are being given out to the first 75 people, Valiant fans, yeah. people that show up. Right. 
So hopefully, tickets that we have, that Justin has, that Martin has, and everybody else, we can hopefully get those mm-hmm. as collectors, right? Right, yeah. Because the way Martin described it to me, it was uh, the covers of what gets like the what goes through the printing press to print the covers. Right. So, kind of like, uh, oh, I just uh, the the shop I get my books from in Arizona, Samurai Comics sent me all uh, the. The books from Armor Hunters, I think, just like that. Okay. The unfolded ones, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, we need those. Yeah, we, we need those as collectors. Yeah, we definitely need those. Because then we got... Yeah, we need the. Then we also got the Exo Beer. So, who knows how limited that'll be. So, this is the point. Like, so, Jim from Collecting Valiant, he has the beer from last year on the show. From the we, A&A? we have to drink the we have to drink the beer. So yeah. they probably have to be on tap, but the bottle beers has to be something we could take home as a collector, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the bottles. Because I don't But know. you have to have it even even if it's still, you gotta bring it home as a collecting piece. Okay. That's the plan. But if we get there at yeah. six thirty <laughs> And we leave at one o'clock at last call. We gonna remember that shit? Or are we gonna assign? That's why you. We gonna assign uh, somebody to go to take the Uber back to the hotel, drop our stuff off, and come back. But you have like the uh, Archer. You have the Archer satchel though. Well, yeah, yeah, I do have that. So we get we, we may be able to like stuff towels from the hotel. In there, <laughs> we we gonna figure we gonna figure well, it out. We'll figure it out for sure. We will yeah. figure it out. Right? Yeah. We'll Drunk philosophy it. is a good philosophy sometimes, right. right? Yeah, I will just have to <laughs> listen to this when it comes out so we remember what our plan was. No, we're not gonna remember that. <laughs> I couldn't even remember the name of the podcast, Open Bar, right? Open Bar or Comics. So oh, we got that. Man. What else is on the hit list then? Anything specific that you wanted to do? I mean, I know you're a convergent. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I want to get there and just experience it at first, right? Like, Mm -hmm. no no con cred. I just want to get there, kind of follow your guys' lead, get my sketches, dig into crates. I really want to dig into crates. I want to, like, engross myself in the whole process and... Dumpster dive? Fine. Yeah, dumpster dive and just, you know, put my hoodie on and my gloves and my <laughs> Timbos and just get in there and just come up with Gold. dust and fur balls on my nose and eyebrows and just say, I was here, I was at C2E2, and you can't tell me nothing. I don't want to be prissy, like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, yep. he was... He didn't want to help me, or she didn't want to draw. No, no, I want to be there. I want to be engrossed because that's the type of guy I am. And then after that wears off on me, I'm taking reservations at the bar, and y'all can be there. <laughs> All right, I'll be that's the I'll be the designated driver. 
just saying, hey, guys, uh, where are we going tonight? Okay, cool. Boom. Yep, we're there. Uh, we're covered. Yeah, yeah, we're there. You don't have to worry about nothing. We're there. Because I know. Uh, so probably like the, I'm a first day. I'm a first day. I'm just go crazy, and after that, we're cool. When uh, when are you planning on getting into Shot Town? Have you figured that out? Uh, yeah, the wife got my tickets, and I think I'm coming in there early Friday. Okay. And leaving uh, Sunday. Yeah, leaving yeah. Sunday early. You're gonna leave Sunday early. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Because right. I know that there's. That's uh, what I do. So. I know there's a, a Valiant panel like two on Sunday, but I don't know what kind. Mm. But how how many hours is it for you? Well, we'll kind of figure it out. Well, it's probably six if I drove, but I'm flying out. Oh, you're flying uh, okay. through Midway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in and out. I gotta get in and out and I gotcha. go to work or whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, because it's about five so, and a half, six hours for me too. So I'm driving. You driving? Yeah. You driving up? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But it's not bad. Five, five and a half isn't bad. No, I mean, it ain't bad. No, nah, not at all. Mm-mm. I used to be a a drug rep, so I used to drive all over the place. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I you know I figured like there was one year when Sophie and I got uh were dating we went down to New Orleans when Cincinnati played Florida mm-hmm. in the Sugar Bowl and that was a legitimate like twelve thirteen hours and I was like nah I can't do that yeah no more every other so year. six is easy you, like you can eat up six with yeah. the right food the right music the right company you can eat that up yeah. Uh, every other year we go to Florida, so that's 12, 13 hours for us. So six ain't going to be now, nothing. You did that last year. Yeah. You did that last year, right? Yeah. We go every other summer. So like this year we won't go. You were a monster. <laughs> yep. You were a monster, man. Like I remember you uh, were on Slack talking about that. Mm-hmm. We were like, damn. We because uh, pod- you podcasted from the balcony, yep. right? From the balcony drinking beer, yep. Sure did. Uh, classic, classic. <laughs> See, I was trend setting. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so yeah, burgers. So so okay. So did you did you listen to Keith's ramps? Yeah. <laughs> uh, rap on DC news. Uh huh. So was was he talking about rats or ramps or what was he talking about on his pizza? Uh, ramps, I thought, but I could be wrong. Ramps, ramps, yeah. But I I was trying to what figure that out. Was too. Ramps? I don't know. I don't know. But who knows? <laughs> so I got his colors. His colors, <laughs> rap. Like he was like colors, colors. <laughs> <laughs> but with the ramps, I just I couldn't get it. I can't. And Keith, it, it just let the people know Keith is not a dumb guy. Like Keith is a very like he 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 is a what would you call it? like a right brain person. He, he yeah yeah like yeah. he's very artistic and he's he can like spatially think about things. Yeah yeah. And when he drinks, but the ramps. 
yeah, I followed him on all of his drunken his drunken rant. I but the ramps I can't get. I can't get. I just can't get. I can't. But it's funny. Yeah. See, and then you got Daryl there to ring it in, right? So let me get my Daryl voice on. And be like, Yo, Keith, what you doing? Okay. <laughs> just be like. And they they egg that poor man on. They egg him on so much. Yeah. The Eggy Moore. He said, because the one episode, Keith said, they were talking about the Vikings. And Keith said, he basically tried to say his great, 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 whatever parents were, he was a descendant from the Vikings. <laughs> but he said, like, my great grandfather came from Denmark. It was a trolley driver. Yeah. I'm like, your great-grandfather came from the Vikings <laughs> to be a trolley driver? Oh, God bless you, Keith. God bless you, Keith. Yeah, that's great stuff, dude. <laughs> so for right, all of our right, listeners right. that's listening to us right now, if you if you don't listen to DC Noise, something's wrong with you. You need to plug that in. Uh, with earbuds. Oh, if you're old at work. stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. You got to listen to earbuds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll be fired, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not for the so faint of heart. So let's talk, speaking of DC. No, no. Not, nah. <laughs> it just shouldn't be. That's like, you can listen to, it's like Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah. Like, you need to listen to that <laughs> at night with the family. <laughs> you want to talk but, DC? Uh, huh? You want to talk DC? Uh... I don't know a lot about DC, I but I want to talk Deathstroke. Oh, you want to talk Deathstroke? Deathstroke. Okay. What's yeah. That? Well, you got me from your rebirthing glee. I was listening to Deathstroke. Not listening, but I, I said, I'm going to read it. Pulled it up. And it's a it's a tough read. It's a tough read, but it's more of like hmm. When you go to school and you have to learn algebra, remember <laughs> it's tough. It's complex because you don't know the language. Yeah. 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 Or like computers, like you're a computer guy. Mm-hmm. Like when you start doing computers, it's like it's tough. But then it becomes a beautiful language, and that's kind of how Priest's writing is, right? Yeah. Kinda like he tells you a little story, and then he switches here, and then he switches here, and then he brings it back here. And it pisses you off because you're used to being spoon-fed right. your stories in right. comics, right? Mm-hmm. They used to, they just spoon-feed it to you to make it the lowest common denominator. But then there's an art to it, right? Yep. So once you get used to the art to it, it's like, okay. And then, But then the kicker to me was, so now let me evaluate the art and the story. So is the art good? That's okay. It's not bad, and it's not average. It's better than average. From I think I'm in issue ten okay. to thirteen something. So it's not it's not bad. But now I'm getting into the story, right? So it's not like you know, like maybe some of the other comics will say the f- the first arc is dry, the second arc is better, like Divinity, right? You know, Divinity is here, here, here. And it gets better where it's choppy with Priest's story. So long story short, I'm getting into it. I kind of like it. And I know nothing about Deathstroke. Nothing. Right. Dude. So I see the girl 
Deathstroke, and I see Batman, and I see this, this, and this. So I'm all open ears. So I can't pass judgment on it other than it's a choppy story. So is it starting to get cohesive, like in the timeline now? Or is it still going back and forth, back and forth? Cohesive. It's getting cohesive. I think I need to read more, but it's getting cohesive. Yeah. It's not to where, like, when I hear Rebirth of Glee, where Aaron is like, I'm just dropping the book. Right, right, right. I'm not dropping the book. I, I, I'm still listening to it. It's good. But but I think what's frustrating is it reminds me so much of Quantum and Woody, right. like, because of the art. Mm-hmm. It's one thing with the storytelling, and the storytelling can be the same, but it almost seems like the art is the same. Okay. And Quantum and Woody was hard for me to read. Yeah, it was just just hard that. because it was like a '90s comic and it was '90s and that was hard to read. So I I kind of took that same bias into reading Deathstroke and I'm like uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I I am doing it and I like it. Um, but the, it's just the choppiness. I wish it was more free flowing. But then I look at it from a maybe an academic standpoint. It's like just be open to it. Yeah, it's kind of like just see how it goes. Kind of like a mm-hmm. uh, like Lost, the TV show, you know, because it had so many mm-hmm. flashbacks or whatever instead of the mm-hmm. actual present story. I would say I don't know if you've seen Lost or not, but like or Arrow, I guess, as to where like each flashback matters. But then you don't know. Sometimes you don't know when's a flashback and what's happening now. At least I didn't like the right. first time I jumped into Deathstroke. But yeah, that I love that book. That book's pretty amazing. Which obviously you know if you listen to the podcast about it. Well, yeah, like you always you like you're like an Aquaman Deathstroke guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are your two books. Yeah, and yeah. and Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. There's more damn, of the... damn, I was going to say something else. There was another another book I wanted to say. Okay. So you took. So, took so a... I haven't read Aquaman. Okay. All right. Huh? You haven't read Aquaman. What'd you say? You haven't read Aquaman. No, I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Mm mm. Mm mm. Not yet. It's more of a political type book. That's not bad. Yeah. Oh, this is what I want to say. Immortal Brothers. Immortal Brothers. Yep. Yep. By the time by the time this comes out, if it ever comes out, what do you think <laughs> about that? Uh, I'm excited about it. Cause that comes out next week. Yeah. Right? Oh, damn it. Yeah, because yeah. Faith just came out this week. Yeah, got you. So we'll have to talk about that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You already read it? But, yeah. (laughs) All right. Have you read it? Yeah. But I don't think we should talk about it, though. But I liked it. Yeah. Kind of uh, similarities to... Yeah, it's a lot of similarities. Yeah, a lot of similarities in the fact that Oh, we should just not talk about it because we'll spoil it. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah. But good book. It's Fred it, again. I don't think it, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a, a universe shifting book. No. But it's a good book in the way that the story is told. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Yeah. The way the story is told is good. And, and if you take the way the story is told, you'll be fine. Yep. You'll like it. Yeah. I can't wait like to it. hear people shit on it. Because you know they're going to right. Well, they'll shit on it because it's not a uh, universe shifting book. It's not like. Peter Stanchek got killed or Harada shifted here. It's its own story, Mm -hmm. but it's not a bad story. It's a cool story. It's almost like you being in the eighth grade and somebody gave a teacher gave you the book and said, read this book. And it's like a 12th grade book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you read and you read it, you're like, this is a good book. It didn't have. It has nothing to do with what you learned in the seventh grade. It has nothing to do with what you're going to learn in the tenth grade. But it's a good story. Yep. And I like that about it. And I think when you, like your analogy, like when you get mm-hmm. to the twelfth grade, mm-hmm. and you read it again, you'll have a different appreciation for it than when you did when you read it the first time when you were younger. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, because I think what you're saying is. It'll have a tie-in somewhere. Yeah, right, right. So as you so as you progress with your education, yep, you'll say, oh, oh yeah, right, exactly. Oh, let me pull this book off the shelf because it, yeah, yeah, because we know that Valiant doesn't just put out random books. They don't. You know? and I'll say that even <laughs> Deadshot. I think there was a there was Deadshot a plan for Deadshot, but. It just didn't take well, so they just cut it off. And it, I still think I may be the only person on this world that think that Deadshot will have an impact in the future. Really? Period. Yeah. Which would be a surprise because everybody will clamber to those books and say, "Dead Drop." You mean? Wow, we missed it. Yeah, Dead Drop. You said Dead oh, Shot. I'm sorry, Dead Shot. Dead. <laughs> That's well, I did. Well, <laughs> you mixing well, Dead Drop I and Blood Shot. Yeah, bless you, dead shot, dread drop. You it's, messed up. It's Take all a the drink. same. <laughs> ah, cheers. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like dead drop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what if what if dead drop is like a pivotal book? That's oh a man, it's, that would piss some people reach, right? off, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Which I but from a collector's market. So look at it from my perspective. So me, Justin, and Jim. So what if what if that was like a pivotal arc in the the Valiant universe, which it probably is not, right? So we yeah, we have right. Book of Death, like so. Book of Death is really what they're giving us to say that that that's like your linchpin. That that everything shoots off of that that book. And uh, if dead if dead drop has some significance to it, then it's great. But I I I really think that they're just cutting their ties with dead drop, and it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still want the backstory from it. I want the backstory. It you know I, you can't tell me that Valiant just put out a book that was supposedly that garbage, <laughs> and it meant nothing to the Valiant universe. 
don't know. I, it has to mean something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was supposed to. And then that's like when they called the Audible and like, oh, well, because it's not just because, you know, like on the VCP when they had everybody on there and they were talking mm-hmm. about like our group doesn't like faith or our group doesn't like whatever. Right. Insert title here. Mm-hmm. But then, right. you know, the people that we don't get to talk to, you know, face selling mm-hmm. like gangbusters. Or Title X is selling like gangbusters, and and everybody's loving it. So, mm-hmm. like maybe Dead Drop is loved somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And to where like everybody that we're talking about doesn't like it, like hardly at all. You know, that's like the dud in our in our group or but our how circle. Does it, but how does it tie in, Ronnie? That's my whole thing. How like. Valiant has been so good about tying their stories in, even if they're not, even if they don't sell, right? Mm-hmm. The stories tie in. Mm-hmm. To me, as a new guy, I'm a new guy. How does that story tie into everything? Because it was such a random story, right? It, it was. was. It was just a virus here, and then you have all these Valiant characters. Stop it. And I, I can understand Valiant High. Valiant High is totally off of here, and they're explaining the Valiant universe in a youthful setting. Right, right. But Dead Drop was presented. Dead Drop was presented as here and now. Right, yeah. Like, this is happening here and now. Yeah. And then you have characters that haven't. Who was the the one guy that died and kind of came back? The VCR kind of. Uh, what was his name? What was the one character's name? From uh, there, there was one one character into it at the end. He wasn't a VHS guy or Betamax. Uh, Betamax, Betamax. Good job, Betamax. Yeah. So Betamax, he was kind of like a focal point of it. Where does he play into this, and how does he fit into the rest of the universe? Are they really was was that whole series and book just a spur that we're just gonna let alone and not do something? I want to know where was that spur supposed to lead to, right? Because it had to lead into something, right? Well, what about the girl that had the virus at the beginning, right? Right. Maybe exactly. maybe she's somebody important that we haven't seen yet down the line, right? But, but yeah. and then my thing is, you you would think all of this is going to come into play in the Harbinger Wars too, right? This is like the yeah. common essence into everything. They're they're packing everything into here, like really trying to pack everything into here to where they're going to put books on hold and shift things around here, right? And hopefully we can get a Britannia and where EXO is at all pumped into the. To this Harbinger War too, uh, where is this dead job story going to leave? Are they well, really going to just leave it out there to just sit? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't it'll think come back. Let it out there to sit. I think it'll come yeah. back somehow. Yeah, right. even that's my whole point. Yeah. What about eternity? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess feelings about that. Um, you, you know. 
I read the Book of Deaths probably once a month and just try to tie things in right. that are going on because I think that's the right zero, even though there are people that will say follow Harbinger is not accurate and mm-hmm. this isn't this. I, I, I think my, my personal process, is, my thought process is that Book of Death is like the right zero. Right. Um, and when I look into eternity and you see the, the what was it, the uh, the council, it was in the fall of Harbinger, it was the, the divinity, uh, what was the word? Yeah, I know. Ultimatum mm-hmm. or the divinity. Yeah, yeah. So divinity plays a, a role into this. And for him to have like kind of this passive, this continual passive uh, stance on things in life means something because if if Mishka and, and what's his name Kaisel or Kashmir Kashmir if yeah, supposedly if Kashmir is going to go out and explore the universe and Mishka is kind of this scorn women <laughs> careful now. we don't know what Mishka is right, right. like cause, not not yeah not scorn women like. She obviously was manipulated at right. some point. So what is she now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is she now? We don't we don't know. Like, is she an empty shell, or the, the, what does she have in her at this point? Right. So, um, for the Book of Death to say we're going to do the Divinity Ultimatum uh, makes it seem that Abram will take control of everything at some point and just take this passive. Stance and why would he take a passive stance? So you you kind of we kind of peg him as solar, right? right? right. Kind of like a solar type of character with like great power, mm-hmm. like godlike power, right? So if he takes a godlike power and he's just like I'm gonna just sit back and pick daisies because I know how this is all gonna turn out, mm-hmm. and everybody else is fighting this world, like Peter and Harada is fighting this world and whatever is sucking on Harada's brains. I think those are the side lords. I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> those things that were sucking on Harada's brain, those are the side lords. And if if that's Kashmir's group, yeah. I don't know how it ties in, but they were sucking on his brains. Yeah. They like they like sushi. <laughs> they like sushi. <laughs> what do you think? Um What do I think about eternity? Yeah. Um uh, I gave you my whole crazy theory esque thing, how because mm-hmm. it's all going to tie in somehow, right? Because mm-hmm. Exo's off world, right? And we saw this mm-hmm. uh, broken down Psylord ship when he, mm-hmm. you know, that there's hints of there. Kashmir's off in the cosmic stuff already, so mm-hmm. for me that. Let me ask you this question though, like you when you read Divinity Three mm-hmm. Number Four, right? Mm-hmm. The last issue of the last Divinity, and and Abrams was like, Cashmere, mm-hmm. why are you doing this when there's the whole universe out there, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cashmere mm-hmm. was like, Oh yes, there is, and then poof, he was gone. So 
was Cashmere like at peace then? Or was he like evil plan in the back of his head like, oh yeah, why am I wasting it here on Earth when there's all this to conquer out there? How did you how did you perceive it? Straight evil plan. Because the way that he well, Mishka absorbed him to get back to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So he's pissed. He's like, you you left me out here to dry. Mm-hmm. Like, you took me down. So he has a chip on his shoulder. And you'll never get, he'll never lose that. Period, point blank. That is like his MO. So it, it almost makes it seem like he was so focused on getting her back and Abram back that he never thought about his ability to conquer the universe. Right. So now when Abram opened his mind to that, he's like, yeah, why am I focused on getting revenge? Mm-hmm. I see it as a whole revenge thing. Why am I sorry, still trying to be revenge and limiting myself to Russia to where I can do bigger and bigger things, which is, I think, Psylords. Right. Whatever Silos is, it couldn't be the. It may not be the sushi brain eating <laughs> pieces or whatever it is, right. but he, I think he will start the Silos, and it, and it makes sense because you got Abram. Even though you don't agree with his passive mentality, he is who he is. Miska is scorned. She's kind of like in a soup. She's on the she fence. Finds herself. Yeah, she, yeah, she's just in and out. Right. And then this guy is trying to find himself, and I see him, and I don't know enough all about Thanos, but I can see him as a Thanos. Yes. Just yeah, ass exactly. kicking, just, I'm going to just bust ass mm-hmm. because I'm pissed. Right. And I have no I have no equal other than the people I hate Right. Yep. to calm me down. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the only people that can say... Hey guy, calm down. You know, I feel your pain. They're going to be his enemies, so he can never get his therapy. So he's always going to be brutal. Yeah, just brutal, brutal, brutal. And and I think Valiant setting setting him up to be brutal. Yep. And, period. And see, um, if you notice when Abrams tells him that, and he agrees mm-hmm. with him, his voice bubble still stays the same and stays evil like when he's talking you know what i'm saying like before mm. like when he was talking to mishka before mm-hmm. and, and she was mad and scorned her voice bubble was one way but then when she was calm and turning towards abram's side then mm. it was a different way but but after he said yes or whatever it was still that violent purple bubble yeah. So I think He's, he went out to the universe, which I think the me I think the Psylords are an alien race planet, kind of like the Green Lanterns that will police the cosmos. Okay, and he will be a big bad out there that there for like maybe their mini series or whatever if it comes out, and maybe then they crash on Gore. Because we already know that they've been on Gore, right? And that mm-hmm. Exos planet, or the planet he's on. Right. And then maybe Exo teams up with them, and then 
somehow they go back down to Earth where Abrams comes out, you know, and then boom, we're at Harbinger Wars 2, and it all mm. accumulates like that. So you're saying, Ape, oh, wow, EXO would, would team up with yeah. the Psylords. Because I'm saying, because wow. I'm saying the Psylords already exist because their ships crashed right there on issue number one of of the new EXO, yeah. right? And, but and, but so and the do, city do and think, stuff. Go ahead. And the city and stuff's go already ahead. built around it, so mm, uh, they look uh. at them like gods, or you know, I I don't know about gods, but maybe heroes, because you know how like sports stadiums have like statues of sports mm. figures out you know but look at it like this in the book of death too mm-hmm. and i'm a big book of death guy <laughs> right everybody knows you're gonna this. make me read this this week you know that blood right? sh- bloodshot bloodshot was taken in as a guy by those what i think is those same people mm-hmm. if you look in the book of death and they kind of they picked him up in the ship brought him near he served his purpose as their god, mm-hmm. just like Exo did, mm-hmm. and they shunned him away. And then he was led to die next to a dog and a kid with his same name, which we see in Bloodshot Zero, which could be a descendant mm-hmm. of his own lineage. Right. Right. Yeah. And he always said, I, never, I always thought I'd die alone. And then he dies next to probably his great 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 grandkid right yeah so uh i can see the silos being very manipulative very so choosy you, so you you don't think they're heroes at all i think they're opportuni- opportunistic okay all right yeah what about this remember war mother right I love War Mother. I love War Mother. What about I love War What about the blue people on Exo's planet? What if they're the ones that War Mother's with? Oh, they're the same. They're the same. Dude. Yeah. You same, can't, same race. Same artist. Same artist. Same race. Yeah. Vain doesn't do shit. <laughs> they can't trick us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have sixty titles where they can fuck up like that. It's <laughs> the. It's the. It's the. Excuse my language, guys. Uh. Same people. Same yeah. artists, same people. Yeah. We're just trying to figure out how it ties together. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So somehow, you're going to have to get them back from the cosmos back to Earth. Yeah. But we don't have a timestamp. We don't have no, a timestamp from time War Mother and Exo. So it's no. like, Exo 50 was boom, and then Exo, he had all this vast knowledge of the whole cosmos, right? Mm-hmm. And then he ends up here. Mm-hmm. So this is my thing. What makes a person that achieves basically universal enlightenment, which he had, right? right. He, achieved, he achieved universal enlightenment to go back and be a peasant farmer. And that goes back to like biblical terms, the meek shall inherit the earth. Like, I just want to be, I know so much about the good and bad about the universe. I just want to be a peasant farmer right. with my nub and my sickle and my woman with a tail. I don't know what she do with that tail, <laughs> but I'd want to know what she do with that tail because <laughs> that's interesting. But anyway, 
you know, for him to be meek in that sense, to say, you know, and then be called back to a warrior, to a king, da 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 da, that they're gonna do, and then Silos, it's just, it's just a well, it's and, just a huge mix. And also, him and Shah- Shahara isn't on good terms, right? Yeah, lot, what happened with that? The last time we saw them, they were pretty much not one and the same, but you know, good with each other. And then here, you know, there's that one panel where he takes that hammer and chips off a piece of the armor, and she's like, I, "If you would have asked, I would have just gave it to you." So there's got to be something with him on the inside that, he, like, there's no hope anymore, or he's tired of fighting, or something that makes him hard hardened yeah. on the inside. So do you think do you think that this is my whole thing? So it's obviously something there where there's a rift. There's a rift there. Mm-hmm. Do you think when he was enlightened by what was the what was the group of guys from the torment? The torment. The torment. Yep. When the torment came and gave him basically like universal enlightenment that he saw with Shanhara's end game was. Right, like this yeah. is how the XL armor operates. Not so much as personal, but this is how the XL armor operates. And he was just like, "No, I'm a Viscoff warrior. Mm-hmm. I am me. Like this is I can fight my own battles, even though I respect what you've done. This is me. I'll, I'll live and die as a Viscoff warrior." And he got to a point where he obviously said. I can't fight this battle alone. Um, to where he still had that, I'm a Viscoff, to where I'm not going to humble myself and ask you to give yourself to me. I'm going to cut it off of you. Yeah. It's like more I'm like, gonna... and then like when he comes back to get her, to take her into war with him, Yeah, it's more like, yeah, it's you're not my friend or my peace person. You're just a weapon to me now, type of thing. It's that cold hard truth for him, you know. So something had to happen, and then we get the fall of Exo right to where he becomes the, mm-hmm. his own suit. Mm-hmm. So like, there's tons of story in there, tons of juicy, spongy story in there that's still not explained. That makes this awesome. So, so you're saying? So this is my whole point. From XO50 to now, he basically saw what Shanhor was about. Like she's basically going to encompass him. Maybe, yeah. Because that was this what, is my. That's my whole point. Like yeah. she sees that she's going to encompass him into the armor, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be symbiotic. It's going to be like I'm going to encompass you, and then and you're going to be. And it's more so like maybe I'm wrong, so I probably shouldn't say it, but like kind of more like a Gandhi or Buddhist religion where you where you pass on after you die, mm-hmm. and, and and maybe you know he rejects that and he's fighting that in the new EXO, right? Well, right. So, he's go ahead. No, yeah, I was yeah. just saying like um, the way I interpret it is more like because like with the uh, Armor Hunter, right? They mm-hmm. wanted to stop it because it was evil because it knocks out all races, right? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like Venom in the Marvel universe, where it's a living symbiote type thing, and it encompasses the host all the time. And then the more you wear it, the more or the less control you have over it type of thing. So maybe he sees that, that he was losing control of his self, and, yeah. and that's the grudge that he has against her going in there. But is, is, is Shanhara maybe a, uh, an anomaly of the armor? Like maybe she's, maybe she's saying like, I know how the, my creature armors take hold of everybody else. Right. You know, we could, we could see it and we see it in armor hunters. They had flat armors and mm-hmm. bird armors and, mm-hmm. And maybe Sean Harris is like, it doesn't have to be like this. Right, right. So but, maybe maybe, maybe she found, like, that perfect mix of the warrior that's a sympathetic warrior, and she's a sympathetic armor. And that's maybe why they bound it together, right? Right, right. Because, other, in other words, they would have never bound it because they're two rogues in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. They're two rogue people, mm-hmm. and they bond together. And... That's their frailty. Yeah, yeah. But yet, that's their power. That that's mm-hmm. their connection. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of puts a riffle. So then you have armor hunters, and then you have um, Exo. You know, Eric trying to fight him, mm-hmm. fight that because he knows it's not. He he knows it's not. He he knows it's not right. It's not right for him. It's not right for the armor. But the armor is what it is. The warrior is what he is. And yet. They have a symbiotic relationship at that point. Yep. So it's very, it's very like, what they, what do they say on DC yours? It's DC noise. It's the human nature. Yeah, the human. It's the nature. human nature. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, that's kind of it's interesting when you think about it like that. Yeah. To be with you. It's pretty deep. I mean, it's only yeah. issue one, right? And there's still a lot of questions about it. Yeah, that's unanswered. Yeah. A lot of threads that can be pulled and tugged and see where it goes but he's gonna fight though oh, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter what his fireside chat feelings are mm-hmm. he's gonna fight he's gonna kick ass and he's gonna incorporate the armor with it and she's gonna protect him and the thing is who the hell is Shanhara? who is she right. that's the whole story yeah. like that's the backstory we don't understand why does she couple with him right right because we got all these other armors out there that couple with great warriors, that this and that. Shahara coupled with him to where he has a daughter that we eventually know that Eric will couple with her when he becomes an armor and this, this, and this. Why? That's the backstory that Valiant isn't telling us. Yeah, right. And, and we can understand why Arik's armor... Goes with Juka, right? Because that's his daughter, right? So, mm-hmm. so even though he's uh, passed on, he can still pro- use. That's like symbolic for him protecting her, even though he's right. dead, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, why is Shanhara so attached to? Because she could have moved on. She, I mean, like Livewire wore it once, right? Yeah. So I mean, she can move to a different host. A couple of times, but Shahara is a uh, 
English kind of name, mm-hmm. and maybe some people will can can tell us about that. But is this kind of like a family tree type of name? Right. You know, Shanghara, is this like really on his lineage? Right. To where she bonded with him? Because you have these different armors that bond with different people, but she bonds with him specifically. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother backstory to where she's just like, I won't bond with the, you know, these people, these people, these warriors, but I'll bond with my people. So is it a family tree thing? Right, right. Yep. You know? And that's that's a great story. Like, is it a family tree thing? Like, is she hmm, interesting? Well, if hmm. Valiant doesn't do it, then we got to find an artist and just we'll feed our ideas and they can throw it on paper. Oh, me and Garrett will do stick figures and we'll draw it together. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> you gotta you gotta have Moon Girl and Squirrel Girl in there though. Yeah, what's, what's going on with the Moon Girl and Squirrel Girl beef? Like, I know he's a youngin. God, dog. <laughs> you pick on him so bad. <laughs> I don't pick on him. What's going on with the Moon Girl? You got to go to C2E2 and get him a Moon Girl sketch. You have to get him. You got to get him a Moon Girl sketch. Or he, he might be crushed. He might be. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to have our, like, pa- our paw buttons, right? I want to. I want to cut out. You want a standee? I want a standee, Paul. Like, how tall is Paul? Like five seven, five ten. Five seven? <laughs> no, five. I'd say five. I don't know. I don't know. We need to find out how tall Paul is. They have a Paul because Paul's a good dude now. Yeah. You no, know, I love Paul. Yeah. Like I'm a. I love Paul. I don't care what nobody saying. <laughs> but we need to have a Paul. And just put him at the bar. We're going to get him a white rush. It'll be there all night. Because, you know, it's got to be gluten-free. Yeah, right, yeah. Gluten-free. It's got to be gluten-free. Yeah. It'd be like weekend at Bernie's, only it'd be weekend with Paul, right? Man, if we take him in the Uber, <laughs> we got... Ronnie, we got problems. We got problems. We got problems. And that's his. But Paul has to be there. So, okay... Uh, we at least have to have buttons. Yeah. Right, and we got to get him a book or two. We got because the the goal was to at least have him there. We were all going to chip in to get him there. Right. Schedules didn't work out, and then we had the super top secret project, and that's not secret no more. Ah, damn it! It isn't. So now we got to work on another super top secret project, right? And that's exciting. Let's do that <laughs> shit. I'm game with that. Big shout out to Justin for doing that stuff. Yep. That was good stuff. Yeah. Everybody in our Slack group. You know what's crazy about our little uh, collecting value group? For some reason, we will not record without the three of us. Yeah, that's cool, though. There's, Yeah, it's kind of crazy, though, because... There's been times, even tonight, I was like, I got to go out to wife, record, I'll jump in. They're like, no, we're not recording without the three of us. And I was that guy. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, if Jim can't be there, we're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> if Justin's not doing it there, it's like, damn, we're like the band of brothers. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> and it's weird because you just want them to podcast because people on Twitter are like, 
When's the next episode coming? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just wait a little longer, you know? It's like, yeah. what, what is it? Like, blacker the better, the sweeter the juice type thing? Yeah. So you just wait. Just wait. You know? You get you that, that nice good, just something, something <laughs> to squeeze up on, you know? You never know. You never know. <laughs> so, yeah, my buddies, I appreciate them. And uh, I think what we're gonna do is do like a double epi- double recording. Okay. We because there's so much. I mean, we haven't talked about XO one, one hundred to the new stuff. Right. So yeah, yeah we're gonna go there. So gonna go when, when you read Book of Death, mm-hmm. are you reading the five hundred dollar hardback? Are you reading? You want me to tell you? Are you reading? You want me to tell you a story? You want me to tell you a story? My man Travis Williams, I think his name is Travis Williams, hit me up on Twitter, and he said he's in New York, mm-hmm. and he said I found. He he shot me a picture and said, "Boom! Do you need any of these hardcovers?" I'm like, "Hell yeah! <laughs> I need that and that." He was like, "I get it to you at cost." He said, "I gotta go. I gotta go to WonderCon this weekend, so you might not get it this week or next week." But I'll send it to you at cost plus shipping. He had Book of Death sealed. Damn. I'm like, yeah. So you know what I'm going to do with Travis Williams? Whatever Valiant gives us at C2E2, he gets the first. I have some things now that I can send him now. But any super thing special, I'll send it to him. And, and that was our whole point. If you listen to our first episode, we talked about the community, you know, yeah, right. lovey dovey, yeah. hugs and kisses. But it, it, it just, it does go to show that uh, you know we're a big community but we're a small community and that we look after each other because he could at least he could easily said I'll send this to you for 150 bucks yeah right right yeah and you're, you would contemplate he's in New York collect, he's in New York yeah Aaron's in Jersey was, and that dude don't send me nothing he don't send you shit oh, man you need to reevaluate your situation <laughs> I know I need to find a new podcast wife I think that's what I'm saying. You gotta tell him he gotta pay like you weigh. You gotta, he gotta, he gotta, he gotta, he gotta. Hey man, this is my thing, Ronnie. If it's a book you want, and I see it at the store for price, I'm sending it to you, just like Travis did, right? Because right? yeah. I ain't gonna make. I don't have to make no money. I mean, and I'm a collector in the sense, right? A newbie collector. But if I could help somebody, my friends out, yeah. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, right. I don't care. Yeah. It, it just, it's like we were saying on the, on the Slack in our little special conversation, you know. If we all go to those three panels, minus the one, yeah. right. and get an XO Gold, mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do with it? You know what I'm saying? Why am I going to need three of them? I'll give it to somebody... You know, like Sparkman or, you know, whoever, whatever, JC. Yeah. You know? Boom. Let it be done. And Sparkman is the producer extraordinaire. Yeah. He yeah. needs everything. He's the producer player, player. Player, player. And nobody knows where he lives. Let me tell you a story about Sparkman. <laughs> he might get mad at me. I sent Sparky. That's my dude. I don't even know if he knows me. I call him Sparky. I sent Sparky some defiant books okay and i sent them to his house but the address nobody knows where sparky lives because he lives that far out in texas <laughs> <laughs> literally nobody knows where he lives they sent it to his mama and daddy's house 
And he was like, and I'm 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 chatting with him like, Sparky, tell me when you get the books. Like, I want to make sure they got there. I paid for like two day air or whatever this shit it was. He's like, I didn't get them. He's like, oh, they're at my mama's house. <laughs> and like, I'm Google Earthing it. Like, where's my man Sparkman live? Like, Google Earth doesn't even have it. Like, Sparkman lives. He's off the grid. Sparkman may be secret ops. He might be black ops. And I don't even know if Sparkman is his real name. <laughs> so <laughs> he might be throwing the American public off. Yeah. So God dog it, Sparkman. I hope you like them damn books. <laughs> but he is the producer extraordinaire. Yeah. He is. Right. Yeah, he That's is. my dude. That's my dude. That's my dude. So 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 we got we got Mike uh we got Michael in Slack now, uh, right? Yeah. How can you? He's have, kicking ass. Yeah. How can you have a comic book anything, and not have Mike Myers on? Right. Dude, that dude is awesome, man. I, I don't care. You know, I look at you guys like you and Martin and Paul and Justin and Jim, but when you look at Mike, got dog. Yeah. Oh man, he's the cream of the that crop. Dude. He's like the number one dude. He's like the kingpin. But he's funny though. No, well, I didn't he's mean like super funny. Yeah, uh, and and that's what that's what's so mesmerizing is just a passion when he talks yeah. about stuff, right? Whether it's, yeah. I mean, I say good and bad, but there's hardly anything that's usually bad that he doesn't like, you know? Right, right, right. right. But like. And that's why I love, like, when we had him him and Daryl, when we were on DC Weekly Reads and they were on Rebirthically or whatever, we put them all out at the same episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, yeah, between Mike and Daryl, they're like legends. But it's weird in a sense, Ronnie, like, let's just take it like this. So, me and you podcast, and... We kind of have a feel just from slacking, right? Yeah, right. That that we can just kind of relate. These guys, to me, come across like they are two 14-year-old boys <laughs> that met at a con, <laughs> right? That met at a con mm-hmm. in like 1980. And they went and their mama dropped them off at the con every month or every two months at the local hotel. And they met each other to where they just vibe. Like they're geeky yep. and they're knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they've and they got their own lives to where it almost seems like they, they're mature together. Yeah. And they're funny as Keith is my dude. Funny. <laughs> I would tell you this. If, if I was Keith, I would lose my job. <laughs> Keith is funny as hell. As hell. But they all vibe together. Yeah. Like yeah. they're and they, and they have their um, geekiness about them. Yeah. Like they like movies. They like stupid stuff that the normal person wouldn't like about a certain panel about a comic book. They're like, oh, Wonder Woman said this. Like ah. Right. And then Daryl's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, and he'll extrapolate it and keep it. Be like, I had a beer and beer and the beer. <laughs> And when the Wonder Woman said, and they all feed off, and this is magic. Yeah. It's so much magic. To get that 
for all these years and for them to want to do it for all these years yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, with all, you know, we all go through personal stuff to where it can drag on your life for them to put it together. This, this much, it shows their passion. Yeah. I right. think that's to your point. Yeah. It's, it's their passion. Yeah, it's passion. And yeah, you have to, so for even Mike to jump on Slack the last two weeks and to just jump in and say, oh, this is a childish conversation in the sense. And we didn't, I didn't pick up on it. I don't know if you picked <laughs> yeah. up on it. He was like, this is AOL, four points, such and such, yeah. this, this, and this. And I didn't pick up on it. And then after a day or two, I'm like, oh, he's making fun of us. <laughs> but he's engrossed in it. It's just so much of his passion. Yeah. And you have to. For me personally, I love it. Yeah. And for him to chat with us like that, it's it's great. It, it's, it's, it's almost like great. when Dinesh pops in. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just Mike. You know, we've talked forever, or not forever, but you know, we've talked a lot or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. he has that celeb like cred when he pops in and he's talking and then you know it's like hey hey mike hey mike hey mike like everybody wants to talk to him all at once you know yeah it's like calm down he's on dual bar, bar, um, dial up he can't get it all at once you know <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like mike's on aol <laughs> <laughs> and, but but mike is so giving of himself like the thing with dinesh dinesh comes in i think he's so strategic he's yeah. just like Ask me questions, I'll throw you off, mm-hmm. and I'll give you a nugget. And and the desk comes in to give you five nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what Justin and Jim and I talked about with the with the uh, Savage. Get the one in 50. That's a nugget. Yeah. That's not a nugget. Mike, that's a softball. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he was just lobbing it up there, you know, for that. Yeah, and then you get, like, sharks like, just in the gym, read between the lines that know the backstory, and they're like, "Get Britannia, get this." Yeah, I'm like okay, but with Mike, you see his passion. It's like Mike is—I don't want to have him like the, the guy from The Simpsons, the comic book guy in The Simpsons. <laughs> that's like like a Rhodes Scholar with the ponytail, <laughs> like owns this shop. But because I think Mike has too much passion for that. I think it's selling him short to make him that kind of guy. But 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 Mike, he just like he lived the dude like he's been only been on Slack for two weeks mm-hmm. and he's just like, I just got up in the morning before I go to work out and he's like sending links and he's yeah, chatting and right, sending yeah. pictures. He's like, I'm about to go out. And I'm like, who has that passion? Right. Like who has that like Ronnie, you podcast like 90 different podcasts. (laughs) Dude, and Martin and everybody else podcasts. But Mike is just like, I'm just eating, living and breathing this shit. I don't understand how his wife does it. Because my wife tonight, it was her birthday. And if I said, babe, I got a podcast, she gave me the evil eye. It was like, life will shut down if you don't. (laughs) Your life will shut down. Right, right. (laughs) But Mike would have, but Mike. I don't know his wife, but I assume his wife knows his passion. Yeah, you know it's it's amazing in that sense. It's just, and I'm new to this whole world, so that's why I'm kind of like have to go lucky. 
but it would have been awesome if he would have been able to make it to C two E two. Which he said that he he could have, but I, I think he has a coding project that he has to get done that won't be done by C two E two, so but the dude knows like three, four different coding languages. Uh, I think he could do it at C2E2. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. But but what he says is like he's so – I kind of picked up on it. He's so like particular at work where he has to pay attention to every detail mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to where like his comic books are like his release. Right, yeah. He's kind of like he's, he's an on or off kind of guy. Right. Like when I'm at work, I'm on. When I get off of work, I'm off. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't have it. Most of us don't have it like that. No. Like you and me, it was no. just like like you're a baseball coach and yeah. and you work in your IT sector and it's just like we kinda like even kill yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. Nah. Mike knows shit. Yeah. I don't even know how he knows that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, mean, I don't know how he retains that much information either, you know what I'm saying? Like between him yeah. him and Daryl, they're like my Wikipedia. You know what I'm saying? If if I if I have a question or, mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. don't look it up. Just ask one of them to. You know, right. be like. Well, you know, Daryl retains it, but I think Daryl's gift is he is able to take uh, a flat concept, more so like what's written on words, mm-hmm. and bloom it in three dimensional. Yeah. From what I'm learning, what I'm learning from him in this short distance, like you could say. Like he said, like, oh, uh, I don't do couples dance. I'll do burger time. And, and and it would just blow up from that point. Mm. He'll say, whoa, well, he'll make a whole forest out of it. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you, you dig in your pocket? And like, <laughs> how was your skates? You know, what was the texture of your coat? You know, what was your thought process? Yeah. And you're like, whoa, like, dude, I'm a science guy. I got a biology degree. I cannot think artistically <laughs> like that. My wife can. My wife is brilliant like that. I can't do that, dude. Yeah. I'm a linear dude. Like if you s- step off the roller skating rink to go play Burger Time, <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> I'm not thinking like, <laughs> what was your thought process? Was you roller derbying? Was you trying to holler at this girl? I can't do it, man. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know what to do. That's a gift. That's a gift. Yep. A gift. Yep. Like you're an IT guy, but I, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Them dudes are funny. Yeah, those dudes are funny. Yeah, you know who else I like listening to is Nick. Nick's like podcast gold too. Nick is like a genius. Nick is like the dude who is like your chemistry teacher. Mm-hmm. That was cool. He was like. He wasn't your chemistry teacher. He was like the dude that was getting his PhD in chemistry that was like your lab TA. Uh-huh. To where it was like he was cool, but he was nerdy enough that you respected him. Yeah, right. You know, it was like if in order for me to graduate, I got to listen to Nick. Because Nick, Nick knows enough. That he might not explain it to us the cool kid way, but he ain't that nerdy like nick drop some earl dirty bastard on you like he got, <laughs> he got some street cred like i listen to this motherfucker but he he's like but nick is so analytical it is amazing but you respect him 
that's what I that's what I liked about it. Because it all comes down to respect, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can know everything you you got to know about comic books, but if you don't have the respect and you just that arrogant ass, mm-hmm. like Rob Lee felt, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who you're gonna get kicked out of C two B two, right? Not just me, but yeah. And Martin. Yeah. And I'll be at the bar. Yeah. I got bail money. I got bail money. <laughs> We ain't gonna need all that. It ain't like I'm gonna throw a punch at the dude or nothing. I don't know, man. I'm just gonna be prepared. <laughs> I'm gonna be prepared. I'm gonna make a but big old be wi- Captain America with breast thing that he drew. Having a big what old. What the fuck was that, man? Like, did he see it? Look, 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 look. <laughs> I can't even do that. I can't even do it right there. You see me? Ain't nobody can do that. That, even... that shit looked like it was like a deformity. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was moved. Nineties, right? I don't even that ain't even a man boob. That's like it's not even and it's okay. So if he was doing anatomy class, he would fail right there. Yeah, because he can't draw feet neither. Oh, that's just garbage, man. Look like slippers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and you've been doing comments longer than me. This shit look like slippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, garbage. He could at least okay. He got the little skinny arts. He could at least put lines in for the toes. Maybe. Maybe. It it was the 90s, right? Well, well, that's the whole thing is, like, you see his drawings from the 90s, from the 2000s to the 2010s, and then now it's the same shit. Same shit? Yeah. So he hasn't grown as an artist. Yeah, right. That's the whole thing. And, like... He's just an arrogant douchebag. You know what's crazy? Like you, you watch his the uh, image, the image show on um, on Amazon. Yeah, image and revolution his, is that what's called? His his passion though, his passion is 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 it gravitates people. Like you know, yeah. But for him to be it to not capitalize on it to try to become a better artist is is you know it, it, it takes away from me because I even almost have more respect for uh, McFarlane. McFarlane is in the sense to where he's like he wants to be a perfectionist and he's a dick. Yeah, He is, he is a, a dick. dick. Yeah, right. He's a dick. Like McFarlane's a dick. But he almost has so much pride in himself that he's afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm not going to draw again because I'm afraid to fail. And I respect that more than Rob. Right. Because Rob's like, I'll put out subpar shit or I won't put out shit at all, which is your beef, right? Like he had a Kickstarter or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that you? Uh, I think that was that Martin. That, Martin, to where he had some shit to where... He never followed through with it or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, right, yeah. And he had a... Yeah, I mean, I would rather you be afraid that you wouldn't succeed to the level that you would want to. Right, yeah. Because that's natural. Right. Than to you to take advantage of people who follow you. Right. Because uh, the human condition... Oh, damn, that's DC noise. <laughs> um, human nature, baby. The human, the human nature. nature. Because we could talk through human condition. Like, if you was an artist and I'm like, running, go to the hills and just do you, right. draw you, you know, put your art out. 
and it is what it is. And you could do that to where the thing with McFarlane is he talked too much shit. Mm-hmm. He just talked too much shit. And his art is beautiful. His Spider-Man stuff was oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. His Batman I stuff, mean, too. Yeah. Beautiful. But he set the bar so high and he talked so much shit. It always comes back. <laughs> and my wife is very religious. And I'm kind I'm sort of religious. Be humble. Yeah. Be humble. Yeah. Be humble. Yeah. Because humility will set you in the future. So if you don't and I understand what McFarlane's trying to come with his frustration with Marvel and shit back in the day and his passion on trying to trump him but be humble yeah right be humble to the process because then you can always be Todd McFarlane yeah and he, he made his money he made his money in toys and stuff but I, I really think at night at the end of the day he's conflicted because he's an artist at the end of the day yeah right you know he grew into be a businessman, but he's an artist. And I think he wants to be an artist. And he wants to be an artist to the point so much that he can't be an artist because he's afraid to fail. Yeah. And we see it with Louis, Louis LaRosa, right? Yeah. He wants to draw so perfectly that he'll throw shit away. But Todd McFarlane boxed himself in the corner, in my opinion. And I don't even know him like that. He could shit on me, talk to me <laughs> on Twitter, say, hey, man. Call me, you know, and he'd be justified. I'll take the sword for it. But I think he's his own worst enemy when it comes to art. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, from what I understand. And that's sad. That's sad because that's your passion. Like, like, you like being a baseball coach. You're a baseball coach because that's your passion. You don't get paid money really to do it. You do, but you don't. That's what you want to do. I mean... These guys are artists and they get paid nothing. But this guy gets paid a mint. And where and what I heard different podcasts say or different recordings are saying, he could draw stick figures and get paid ten thousand dollars for yeah, it. Right. Just because it has his name on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. And with that long Pretty ass much. name, you can uh, make a hell of a stick figure just out of his signature, right? Well, you get us old. <laughs> He could get us old fogies, right? Yeah. Because that's all we know. We don't know these new jacks. Right. We don't know these new jacks. We like Todd. Oh, two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know. You want we'll that in twenty? <laughs> right, 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 right. Do I have to bend over? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the and that's where the money is. It's, it's the people that are established now. They're in their careers. It's not so much the young people. Um, young people push the demographics of their parents' wallet to where the people that are established push their own wallet. And uh, McFarland has it. He has it. Right. Um, and and I'm coming from a novice. Like, I always come off as the rookie. <laughs> so, um, McFarland is cool. Speaking of that, I get my X0150, I think, next weekend. Oh, one to 500. One to 500. Yeah. Yeah. Better bust out those gloves. I ain't testing that bitch. <laughs> How you gonna get out of the box? Nah, I'm sending that shit to Justin. I'm gonna say, Justin, please handle with care. Get that bitch graded. And I'm gonna tell you, Justin is my. I, you know, I say this, and we all love EW. 
Justin is the man. Jim is the man. <laughs> we had this on our last podcast, right? I got Lucky W. <laughs> Justin and Jim is the man. Them, them suckers know what they do. And um, and Justin been busting his ass lately. That's the reason why we haven't been able to podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. All of our, all of our, with baseball season and what Jim's been doing and Justin has been doing for his job, you know, at the end of the day, I think people need to understand that uh, family comes first. Yeah. Really, it does. I mean, it's it's cool to have a podcast every week that we can listen to at work and um, or in the car or whatever. But at the end of the day, your family comes first. Yeah. So, you know, we as a po- as a group, we've really have kind of have taken a family perspective mm-hmm. since we're so new. And if we can't all three get together, we're not going to get together. Right, right. And it it, it 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 may not be what the world wants. Not the world so much, but what people want. Because we want something every week. Like, I want VCP every week. I want this. We can spoil. Right. Or, or Rebirth of Glee or Marvel, Marvel Ultimate. But um, we're just not going to do it, man. We did. Tonight, I begged them. Tonight, I begged them. It's my wife's birthday. I begged them. I said, record, record. I'll show up late. And they were like, no. I'm like, God damn. That's why I called you. I'm like, I got to record. I got to record. <laughs> we got to do something. The, it, you're right, right, right. It, mean, it means a lot to me. So on some emotional stuff, you know, it means it means a lot that uh, we we would only record with each other at this point. So it's cool. We'll, we'll come out with a, we'll probably come out with two issue, two episodes real soon that's cool. and something else after that because we're gonna do probably exo a lot of stuff we could we found on ebay uh probably uh secret weapons then we'll just jump into c2e2 and some stuff like that so we'll have a lot coming for you cool. a lot well you want to wrap this one up baby yeah let's do it all right where you at i am on the Twitter machine, of course. Yeah. Yeah. At Rombar316. I can get some hate tweets or some, hey, I love you tweets or, hey, did you know tweets? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you you all three doing the Collect Valiant? Yeah, we're all at Collect Valiant on the Twitter machine. So we all have access to it, and we love it. We love... The uh, Gen X number eight cover. Oh, the A cover. Oh, I'm trying to get that art. Period. <laughs> trying to get, and I wanted, I want to tell people what the issues I'm gunning for, but I have to save that for the podcast. Yeah, you gotta save that. Save it. But we're there, or we're at collectingvalue.com. Oh, um, yeah, collectingvalue.com on Gmail. Uh, so, so hit us there. If you have questions, we love and we'll love to answer your questions and we'll give you free stuff because we kind of found out really early that people will give us stuff to give out to you guys. There you go. We'll do it. Yeah. And Roddy, what's up? We're, we're, we're C2E2. C2, it's us. Yeah. Yep. C2E2. It's going to be dope. So we got to do about three podcasts, right? We'll probably, we do, yeah, we'll probably do a lot. Yeah. It'll probably be a six hour recording knowing Martin. Ah. Uh, Classic. <laughs> so I'm just gonna come with a seatbelt, sit in the chair, <laughs> just sit in the chair, <laughs> sit in the chair, yeah. just like 
whatever they say. Whatever bar we we go to, we got to have a (laughs) a waitress or a waiter (laughs) bring us, keep coming. Right, right. Bring us waters, right? Waters. (laughs) Waters. Right. Big tall glasses of water. So, water. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good night, man. I appreciate you podcasting with us. This is Open Bar. Open Bar. Podcast number two, right? Yeah. No bathrooms. No bathrooms. No bathrooms tonight. Right. We'll do it again. All right, man. Podcast three, C2E2. Yeah. Maybe two and a half before we get there. I don't know. Mm. We'll have to work it it out. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Let's make it happen. All right. Okay. Later, buddy. Take care, man. All right, man. Bye. Bye. It's Big Pimpin', baby. That's right. Big Pimpin', spinning cheese. Cheer, 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 cheer. You know why? Thug them, hug them, love them, leave them, but I don't trust or need them. Take them out the hood, keep them looking good. 